At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. That's okay. That's just how we do it. It used to be in late, too. It is March 25th, 2019, (laughs) and this is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. Toot, toot, magoot. Amen, everyone. Amen. I feel like Tim played the long con. He set up this uh, arrangement with the camera angle and him facing his left side to the camera, uh, knowing that eventually he'd have to just casually drop a ring on screen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, I just don't know. <laughs> uh, it's so tough. It's so tough. What is that, Tim? Is that uh, black tough, platinum? Just like tantalum. One of the most baller medals you can ever have. I've heard about that. They got a lot of different positions. You guys yeah. can try. You guys try a lot of them on your wedding. A lot of tantalum going Dude. on. Dude, <laughs> no, you gotta you gotta cut that just, shit immediately. <laughs> Is right, that we, the same we gotta cut? We gotta try over. We gotta try again. <laughs> we gotta try. We gotta try again, guys. Uh, I am Tim Herb, and I am back. And thank. God, Kevin Bradley and Dan James. No, it's Kevin Herb. I changed my last name, Dan. Damn it. Why do you keep (laughs) fucking it up? Oh, Kevin and and Dan, you guys held it down while I was in Italy getting new scarves. And and you guys did a hell of a job. I appreciate it. Uh, We did a job. I don't know if it was a hell of a job. We did a hell of a job. Maybe not a hell of a good job, but we did it. Kevin made it a lot more difficult than it needed to be, but it was all right. Yep. On brand. So, yeah, Tim, is that ring made out of the same material as the Atlanta United customized Waka Flocka yes. championship ring that he bought and then <laughs> subsequently lost? Yes. What an idiot, man. Come on. Oh, That's yeah. a one-in-a-kind so, uh, ring that will never, ever be duplicated. Uh, yeah, and yet was, you lost it. That's pretty festival. idiotic. But it's also, it's like on brand for the team, right? After what happened with the, yeah. the championship cup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Going to, going to Magic City and everything. Um, I don't even know. I'm so out of sorts and I'm so out of touch right now. Um, yeah, and the reason I was cringing so bad about those uh, comments you were making, Kevin, that's great. Um, <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. If you guys are watching us live on YouTube, I really appreciate it, especially it my mother. So good to be back. My mother and my father watching. Uh, uh, which for, one? You got two now. That's true. Uh, and I'm sure they're watching as well. Uh, I love miss you guys. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's weird. They didn't tune in last week. Whenever you weren't here, I'm a little offended. Ooh, they still have one kid to get rid of. And, yeah, <laughs> and hasn't been married away. They got to sell you off. They got to marry you away. I just uh, want to know. 
how did Tom's doctor's appointment go? <laughs> so, is he, everything okay? I love that. I love that, Dad. Um, but if you guys are watching on YouTube, thank you guys for tuning in live into the trap. We are on a match week, finally, after uh, international break. If you guys are not subscribed, you know, funny, I was looking at our statistics, our analytics, about... 60% of our watch time is from subscribers. That means 40% of you guys uh-uh. that are watching this, uh-uh. that watch from week in, week out, that you guys aren't subscribed. So make sure you hit that little uh, subscription button. Smash the like button, as Brian in the trap has said. Yeah. And then smash that notification bell and icon. Go, and then go smash some stars. We got some. We got a new uh, review. Yeah, we're up. getting shat. We're got, we got shadow bands. <laughs> we're, get, we're, get, we're getting demonetized. Um, all that's all that good stuff. Uh, we got some exciting stuff coming up soon. Um, do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and read out the review or no? Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. <clears throat> and uh, if you guys are watching or listening to us on Apple Podcast, iTunes, the like, uh, make sure that you leave us a rating and or a review. We will read the review live on the show. Kevin's having trouble finding it. No, I got it. Uh, these guys make keeping up with ATL UTD even more fun. Five stars by Brendan Hall. Uh, one of my favorite things about being an Atlanta fan is all of the other fans and their passion for the team. And it's very notice- noticeable with this group of guys, even though they can be jackasses sometimes, they really do have a passion for Atlanta United. All right. Perfect. They, they must be talking about you, Kevin. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, my, it, yeah. definitely. And definitely, Kevin. Warranted. Uh, Dan, did you break your finger? I did. I broke it. Wait, what? Well, so I've been telling people all week that I broke it, and then I finally went to the urgent care, and they said it's not broken, it's just ligament strain. So uh, that was kind of um, emasculating. I don't even see Dan's video up. Do you have... Do, oh. Is it not? Oh, is it just going to us? I mean, everyone else can see it in the trap. Oh, sorry, okay, I, I forgot. I forgot to do that. Uh, I forgot to show Kevin. Oh, there I, we go. I forgot to put Dan up on the big screen mm. in this fancy okay. studio. Mm. Your studio looks good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me again. I just, I just <laughs> I'm constantly, uh, uh, I'm, I'm just constantly amazed that you allow me to to, to share this experience with you. Um, yeah, so, so what, what we got to talk about? So that's a good point that um, Elliot Beaven brings up in the trap. It was a good uh, game by England today. Uh, the second consecutive right, game we've go. scored five goals in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go ahead and hang it up too. Excellent. I mean, Harry Kane, what a guy. It was interesting to see, uh, what's his name? Keane score a, a good header off a... I believe it was a Sterling cross. Yeah, Robbie Keane? Are you talking about Roy Keane? They, they're both really good. Did you no, know? Did you know they're not brothers, Dan? I didn't know that. Isn't that insane? Yeah, it's insane. It's just like Frank Shamrock and Ken Shamrock. But then what happened was they weren't brothers, but they were adopted by the same guy, and they kind of look alike because they got big kind of blockheads, and they both fought for a living. Just, just like, like the Keens. Just like Declan Rice and Ray Rice. They're the, basically the same person. It's true. Yeah. Just one happens to be white and English, and one happens to be black and American. One and, punches uh, women, and one gets punched by fans. Right. Well, Declan Royce didn't get. Oh, never mind. That was Jack Grealish. That, that got was punched. Jack Grealish. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, another sterling display from Birmingham. Well done, Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, Brian, I did do Italy for the honeymoon. That's why I have a 
So I only felt right buying the scarves from the places we went. So I went to we have the Roma scarf, a Lazio scarf, and a, a Fiorentina scarf up there. Did a Roman uh, Roman Florence ate a lot of pizza. Yeah, I said a lot of pasta. Really, really getting into the the spirit of things. Just figure you let yourself go early. I like yeah, it. Just yeah, embrace. Yeah. Just... I mean, Dan talking about before we recorded, <laughs> saying married life looks like it's been good. You put on about thirty pounds in two weeks. <laughs> Uh, yes, Brian. Florence was better than Rome. I agree. You guys can don't don't at me as the kids say. So much privilege. All the privilege. <clears throat> I didn't check it at all. Good. I checked bags. I didn't Good. check my privilege though. Whenever Good. I went over there. Good. Um, oh damn it! I got new. Speaking of checking bags, I went out to Phoenix last week and I got that new batch of stickers that we got in the little round, oh. the round ones. And I slapped one on my little uh, tag. Oh, uh, that's awesome! For the check bags, and knew what it was immediately. But yeah, we, I we completely forgot to bring them up. Yeah, we got some new uh, stickers that we're going to be. We're just going to throw hand them out, out at yeah, the games yeah. and uh, at the Gulch and everything if we don't tag everything in our houses yeah. beforehand. Yeah, <laughs> like five of them up around the house. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, 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 Matthew, Matthew Cody in the in the trap. Uh, Oh, one, of, one of my groomsmen for the wedding. He uh, He's a whiz with the 3D printer, if you guys can see. There we go. That's a better view of oh, it. Oh, that looks good with the little background right there. You can kind of see through it. Now pull it back. It was good. It was pretty dope. Yeah, we're showing. Matthew, uh, if for those of you guys listening, he printed us out a uh, Home Before Dark um, screaming mom in the 3D printer. A, a trivet. 3D printed us a trivet. <clears throat> Privets. Privets. Yeah, we got them all in the backyard. We're getting them cut down in a couple days. Check your privets. Yeah. All right. Uh, so back to Atlanta United. We're just, we're just procrastinating. Yeah, we don't want to really talk are. about the Philly game. Well, before the Philly game, I think there's something that we can talk about and take away from. One of the things that Dan and I talked about whenever we recorded that we hope to see maybe uh, spark a little bit of life into this team was a positive result out of the Monterey game. Yeah, that's true. We ended up with uh, one nil. We were the we were the first. They've lost since, but we were the first team to beat them this year in this calendar year. They've lost. I think they lost their subsequent game. I don't know if we sent them down a downslide, um, but yeah, that was what little bit I did get to watch. The time difference was kind of sucky. I mean, I was up at midnight watching for i don't know 20 30 minutes at a time and then falling asleep but oh god how was it finding did you just have to pull it up on your ipad and stuff while yeah. you're out there yeah, yeah nobody was playing it on tv yeah, it was, it was probably it was easier to find it there than it was in phoenix for me yeah. honestly because it was um, awful couldn't you um, just get on the yahoo sports app well i couldn't go somewhere and watch it on the yahoo sports app oh gotta check your priorities Kevin. yeah i just went to reddit they they shut down soccer streams on reddit uh you could still find them okay you went deep I got yeah, you. Uh, yeah, I have my Tor browser now. I was going to say, yeah. you go on, <laughs> you pull up your Tor browser. I loaded up Onion. Okay. Is that what it's called? No, The Onion. The Onion. Yeah, I love that new site, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts on the Monterey game, Dan? Um, I thought it was a very positive game uh, for us, even though we ultimately lost. But yeah, it was, it was great to see um, some attacking intent and... Um, yeah, and a great defensive display from Miles Robinson, uh, who has become the best gif of the, the best internet. player of 2019 so far, bar none. Dude, he got a call up to the U23s, and I'm really proud of that guy. He was he was standing among some some potential giants on that U.S. men's national team. You had Tim Weah, Josh Sargent. Um, trying to remember who else was in that that picture. That uh, Anthony Robinson, you know, your expat, um, right? Uh, Christian, someone, huh? 
Christian Pulisic. Pulisic? He wasn't in the U23 picture, was he? Oh, no. He was playing for... uh, uh, Well, Tim Weah played for um, the US team against Ecuador. Oh, but he was also in the U23 setup whenever... (laughs) What are you... No, Bill Holcomb, this Monterey analysis will be good for me to listen to when I time travel back in time for a month. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, listen to it the previous so episode. It's so weird to take one week off. I mean, it's really only been a week since we've recorded, but I guess it's been two weeks since the last show came out. So, yeah, that's true. Um, hey, I've got a good thing to talk about. When we talk about Pitti Martinez's hamstring, or is it hamstring? Has it really happened, or is this just... Uh, a, a faux media story that they're being that Argentina and Atlanta United are feeding just so we can get some the poor guy can get some rest. Yeah, I hope so. I hope it's not anything serious, but it was bound to happen, right? I mean, we had all been saying he he had no break coming off of his season with River Plate, comes into Atlanta United, no breaks in playing with them, and then goes straight into international play, and lo and behold, he gets a strain. Um, I think that's to be honest with you, it's just a strain. Best case scenario, but but, but he needs a break. He does. He, he needs like a break to reset, recalibrate, and then I'll, we'll be fine with Barco on the left and Tito on the right. I thought Tito started off pretty like a little bit of a spark plug uh, when he played against Philadelphia on the right hand side. Um. Oh no, he came. Did he, yeah, he no, started. No, Philly started. Or, uh, and then Barco started, came in Philly. for the substitute. Yeah, yeah. Barco yeah that's why I have, have on my little notes here. All right, all right, all right, all right. Had to get uh, a new uh, new folder. Oh, I like it. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't have anything to really harp on too much about Monterey. It is pretty far removed. It ends Atlanta United's run at CCL, and I think it was something we all saw coming. But what we expected to breathe a little bit of life into the team. Uh, we we play Philly at home this past weekend, or was that two weeks in? Two weekends ago, it, was God, it wasn't this past weekend. It so was a week. It was, it was about ten days ago. Um, it, it's, it's kind of, one thing that that's been kind of interesting, which is funny because we're on an international break, but as you guys know, MLS doesn't necessarily take a full break. Some of the teams still yeah. play, and and one of the things that I wanted to point out is we've had a rough go of it to start the season. You talk about. The two 0 loss to start the season against DC up in up in DC, um, a late draw against Cincy, a late who draw ends where, up where throttling we, Portland. Well, that's what I was going to get at. Is so we come back and we draw that game, rescue a point against Cincinnati. We give up a point against Philly in two teams that you're not really sure of at this point of the season what they are. You look at Cincinnati and they're coming off of a game where they got throttled by Seattle. And they come in and they play us and they they play us strong. They have the lead against us and they they give away two points. And no, then, opposite. Huh? Opposite. They. They. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 No. They. No. They, Cincinnati. We were ahead on Cincy. And oh yeah. You're right. Sorry. I, I do have a flip flopped. Regardless, they get out of there. They get out with us against. You know, we saw that as a loss because yeah. we're looking at a uh, an expansion team, and then they go in. They beat the shit out of Portland. Right. I believe they had another win the other night. It was a two nil win against. New England Revolution. New England Revolution. Thank you, Dan. So they're on seven points already this season. That's with a bad loss to start the year, kind of a reality check. They draw us confidence boost, maybe, and then they just go for a run. Philadelphia, kind of the same thing, right? They come in. they um, They give up the late draw against us, and then they come out and they beat... Fuck. 
I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. But they, they had a 3-0 decided, decided victory where David Akam showed out, had two goals and an assist. Against Columbus. Columbus, which is kind of important. I mean, you know, you don't play soccer math, sports math. You know, they beat Columbus. So we'll we beat drew Philly, so we'll beat Columbus. Yeah. Um, because matchups make everything. But at the same time, does that give you, you know, not for moral victories or looking back at things and thinking... You know, it, I think we should always be critical after giving up points or not not securing a win when we probably could have. But at the same time, is there some sort of a not a moral victory, but some some sort of positivity to look back on and say, "Hey, those weren't bad teams that we drew against, and maybe we've had the hardest start to the season in terms of strength of schedule of anybody." Yeah, I think some of my hesitation comes from just Frank's approach in the management of the team. A lot of people were criticizing him holding steadfast to three back and, and playing the possession ball that he did. We did uh, we did see a tendency of him to we did we did we did that. Uh, <laughs> we saw him have a tendency to change up the tactics against Philadelphia and start playing a lot of the long ball and. While it wasn't the most complete game, we at least saw some tendency of Frank to break down what he was trying to impose those first six matches that Atlanta played this season. So while it's not a complete picture, it at least gives me some confidence that he's not going to just bullnose his way into this offense and force something that doesn't work because – while I don't think the long ball was consistently creating opportunities against Philly, it did create some. And one goal that Martinez hits post on is unfortunate, one that actually goes in late. But uh, it, it was definitely creating opportunities. I think the big lacking thing for me against Philly was any sort of development on the left side and on the left wing and attack. But we'll see if he can start to take some parts and pieces and, and assemble something this weekend. Uh, so, so just a second, Dan, let me step in. Brittany S uh, is asking what our standing is. We are sitting in 10th right now. Granted, we have a game in hand um, on one, two, three, four, five of the teams ahead of us. So go ahead, Dan. Sorry is, about is that. Is anyone, I'm not even looking at the table right now. No. Um, but I think part of this is just indicative of the, it's the beginning of the beginning of the season. You know, weird things happen in the Premier League all the time. Like uh, Liverpool will be at the top of the table for a few weeks, um, but then, <laughs> but it's a, just a break like for other, applause, a break a, for other, laughter. Other teams are, you know, they're figuring out themselves. Like San Jose, I don't think they've got a win yet over under Almeida, and yet there is a lot of trust in him that he can turn things around. Um, of course, we're going through the same thing here. Um, I think just results are kind of all over the place. I mean, Orlando beat Red Bulls 1-0 in Red Bull Arena, something we haven't managed to do yet. Uh, and they're taking it like they've won the season with that win. Well, some people are. Um, yeah, well, they won the cup with that six-game win streak <laughs> that they had last year too, so you can't blame them. Well, no, Dan, you bring up a good point as a, as a reason not to really look at the standings so early on. Is, is, is long, I mean, as much as I'm trying to take some positives and inject some positivity into you know only getting a point against the last two teams, um, Orlando, as much as we shit on them, they are a prime example of why you don't look at the table so early on because they are a team that starts hot usually. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I remember the, our inaugural season, we were worried about playing them because of Carl Lowry was going on a hot streak. Who? And Exactly, right? Exactly. Um, some Turkish superstar. But um, 
so it's it's just I don't I don't think it, there's only like one or two couple of misguided Twitter followers I've seen who have been given a creep about it, but I mean they've got to take grab their chances when they can. I thought uh, Kevin to your point on the left, yeah, we were awful down the left. It seemed like Rometty was taking that uh, left wing back role, and Rometty was almost non-existent in that game. To see how much he w- he played in the attack in the first few games of the season, he was almost non-existent against Philly. I felt like. Well, I think this system, the three four three, is actually just so taxing on those two central midfielders, and he was just gassed by the end of it. He didn't have anything else to give, and he'd been playing. I mean, he's been playing so much. I just go back and think of the champ, the Champions League games he's been playing, and he's been playing lights out. He's been one of our better players. Um, I've really come to like Eric Rometty a lot. Uh, but you're right. In the Philadelphia game, he was non-existent. Uh, he wasn't doing much at all. Um, and then how about Parkhurst going on the left wing eventually? That was yeah. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, he ends up setting up the uh, the cross and distribution for Martinez's first crack at goal that ends up hitting post, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Parkhurst did? Yeah. yeah. I, think you're, I think you're right there. One of the things I thought, do you remember the penalty call? Um Martinez goes in like the cross comes over I think it's from Gressel and Martinez goes Martinez gets up and Blake comes out yeah and claims the ball and they say it was a foul on Blake from Joseph but yeah it doesn't actually see that I don't I watched the replay a hundred times well maybe not a hundred maybe about five or six nice. and it looks I've seen like your Blake, notes it has well, to be at least a hundred times Blake seems to have just overextended himself. So he's gone for the ball, uh, you know, because he's that's all that matters to him. And then he's overextended, so he falls kind of awkwardly. And it must have been from the referee's position that it looked like Joseph had fouled him. But I, I really couldn't see any contact between Joseph and Blake at all. But there you go. Um, and as I was writing in the first half a defense... So I went over my first half notes, right? I said, Tito has, um, he's been exciting because he was creating a lot. He was creating a lot of excitement, running down the ring with the ball. He wasn't doing much with it, but it was still, you know how we would get that excitement with Almiron when he would finally He, he was the, he the quick the pace bulldog that we needed and that had been lacking, I felt like, the first six games where he has one breakaway where, Martinez plays a ball up. He gets a heavy first touch on it, but he's at least 10 yards ahead of the last defender chasing down the ball, and he ends up uh, trying to check it back into play and draws the corner. He has another breakaway one or two times on a quick uh, counter that we have just not seen at all out of play this year. He's not technical yeah. enough, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I thoroughly disagree with that now. I do, too. Um, Miles Robinson had the clearance off the line. Uh, which time? Because he had multiple. He, yes, he did. He had two. Just the one, the first one from, yeah. uh, uh, was it Pico? But um, I understand why Miles, so Parkhurst was in the center and Miles was on the right center back position. And it was because of uh, Pico because he was, he was so fast and Miles just 
dogged him all night. Yeah, the one-on-one for Miles as a defender, plus his ability to play space, has been really, really impressive to watch. For him to have the awareness, to your point about him clearing the ball off the line, for him to have the awareness to know that both (laughs) Guzan and LGP were tracking over on the breakaway and for him to loop around to cover goal and cover the space to clear it off the line is not a rookie move or a rookie awareness play by any stretch um it's like parkhurst and lgp got together and had a baby and miles robinson is their the the (laughs) the product of their loins because he's as cerebral as parkhurst his position is fantastic and he is he's aggressive as lgp but he can temper it um and he's not a he can shoulder guys off the ball no problem he doesn't take the same types of risks that LGP does. And I think right. that's where you I guess that's where you're getting at whenever you're talking about him tempering that I, that risk taking ability. I think, hey, no, I'm gonna stop right now because Kevin's playing Pokemon Go right now. Did you get something good? I got serious? a low tad, bro. You got a low tad. How to get my low tad on. I'm I'm glad. Um the thing with Miles <laughs> and his risk taking is in his distribution, I feel like, rather than in his defending. Okay. I feel like more times than not where I get concerned with Miles is in his distribution. While his passing accuracy is something really astronomical, I think I saw that it was in the upper 80s or lower 90s or something. Atlanta United posted it uh, a couple of days ago. But um, there are times when he is distributing the ball that gives me a lot of heartburn and cause for concern. Interesting. I didn't pick up on that one. Um, I was saying that the defense had been nails, and then as soon as I wrote it down, Aronson scored that goal. We just gave him way too much space, uh, and it was a little bit of a, it was a little bit of a fluky goal, taking a very very slight deflection on the underside of. Well, LGBT's then there was leg. that sniper too that got Guzan right whenever he went to make a play. I don't know if you saw it. Just <laughs> so that's right the, the thing chest. about Guzan. I don't think there was really anything he could have done about it, but. When when he understands that he's totally beaten, he just totally gives up. <laughs> and I think that's where some of the criticism, unfair criticism, have come of Guzano. Because, you know, you'd want to see him scramble over and at least try and dive even after the ball has passed in the net. But he knows it's a goal and there's nothing he can do. So he's just going to be like, oh... <laughs> What, what do you what do you make of Brian's comment in here? He's in the trap. He's saying it's super cool, but at the same time, we probably shouldn't be all that thrilled about him being our breakout player in a defensive role. I guess maybe the lack of comp. I don't know. I'm just trying to piece together whether you mean uh, somebody else in the defensive should be more breakout, or if no, you, I think you talk about that should be something better to that PD should be our breakout to. player. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like as we look at this team and we look at the future. The assumption is that Barco and Pity are going to continue. Barkhurst. Barkhurst are going to continue to develop and and grow into skilled players that'll be in the lineup for at least the next year or two. The big holes that we have to find solutions for are Jeff and Parkhurst, and you don't assume that they're going to be here past this year. And so, from that standpoint, I think the development and growth of players like Miles and Bello are going to be huge this year. So uh, while I get and understand that uh, we obviously want to see some more results out of the offense and the marquee signings, I think that that stuff will come with time. 
can I push back on who else would you want to be a breakout defensive role? No, no, no. Bri- like... Brian clarified. He said, I oh, mean, okay. it'd be better if an attacker stuck out over yeah, a defender yeah. in terms of a breakout player. I knew what he meant. Which is fair. Oh, okay. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Uh, I guess so, but we're still early in the season. Um, yeah. Got a, got a couple comments in, <laughs> in the trap that I want to address. Uh, first one, because it, I think we just touched on it. By Mourinho is available. Thank you for tuning into the live chat for the first time into the trap. So the real question is which which Sklar brother does Kevin look like in the thumbnail? What who they is? The Sklar brothers? Oh, are those the guys that did uh Avengers and um Civil War? No, Kingpin and Dumb and Dumber. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. And then they did that Green Book movie. The Green Room. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. You, you don't know who the Sklar brothers are? No. They're, uh, oh, is that the comedian stand-up, brothers? Stand-up oh, okay. comedian brothers. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. That's... All right. Wait, they did Dumb and Dumber? No, what? no, no. The Fairley brothers did. And they also did Green Book. Not Green Room. No, Green Mile. It was Green Mile. <laughs> oh, I know. I know which one you're talking about. With all the bees that come out of his mouth? <laughs> oh, no. That was Candyman. No, Candyman. No, I got no, it You're now. talking about Wicker Man. Okay, cool. Not the bees! <laughs> Uh, and then Mike also said, uh, I guess he was asking in the trap. He's asking if anybody saw Petey go after Joseph or Petey and Joseph get into it, uh, during the game. Wait, did you say bees or beads? Beads. <laughs> beads of sweat. We're talking about, uh, hustle and flow. Turn that movie yeah. on and the room just turns into like 120 degree sauna. It is sympathy sweat. That was the prequel to uh, Empire, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Started from the bottom. Now we are. Any other things to take Come away? Come on, from join me? in anytime you want. To. <laughs> the look of I, just I don't have both to disgust say. and total confusion on Dan's face. Yeah. We're talking about American television, Dan. Uh, I watched Saved by the Bell and California Dreams when I was little, and that was about it. (sighs) Basically the same thing. It was the same people, same sets. I'm happy to be back, Bill. Me too. I'm happy to be back. Dan wasn't having any of my shenanigans last week. (sighs) No, I was not, Kevin. It's not that I was mad. It was just that I was disappointed. (laughs) Dirty Bird person, ATL Chris, not the beads, Nicolas Cage in New Orleans. And then Brian, I love this. Port of Call, he's talking about uh, Bad Lieutenant 2, that horrible (laughs) sequel of Bad Lieutenant that Nicolas Cage did. New Orleans, God, I I love the way that you guys riff off of each other. Anything else to take away from this Philly game? Obviously, they were without Marco Favion, who um, I didn't watch any of the... The Columbus game, but may have made a... Uh, Tim, did made... you mess up the camera again? Okay. God. Tim, stop talking. They can't see you. It doesn't Jeez. count. They're out. They're without Fabio. Um, they just <laughs> they still can't believe it's not butter. And they end up getting an early lead, which they end up squandering to a guy with better hair and Joseph Martinez. And um, yeah, I mean, anything else to take away for you dan uh yeah andy watkins definitely kelly she she was uh still got it she was my crush man (sighs) oh 
no, I'm, I've talked enough about Philly. I've done enough. I, I wrote all these notes. Uh, we've talked about it. Uh, Gressel's confidence on and off the balls just seems to just go up and up and up. He's great. He's even got a blog for the fans, Gresselmania. Great transparency move. Loved it. Uh, I saw Joe Patrick. I think Joe Patrick sat down and had a uh, interview with the man Julian himself. Haven't managed to watch that yet, but it's on my list of things to do. It's been like three um, weeks. What are you waiting for? And there's still no movement apparently on his contract situation. They gotta pay him, man. I if they let him go, but I'll what be DP very slot is he gonna take, Dan? Because uh, I mean, at this point, I I really do feel <laughs> like he is a designated player type. I don't. You I don't feel think like so? you could pay him as much as OGPs. You, I mean, you have to use him as Tam. He's a Tam player. But I wouldn't. I am hesitant to call him a DP. I mean, in in some respects, I think if if LGP was maybe three or four years younger, he might he might be along those same lines. I don't know. Maybe. Well, we've talked about this before. Like, I Atlanta United, I'd be very. I don't think they'd ever have a defender as a defensive player. Um, a, a defender as a defensive player. What am I talking about? Why didn't you call me out on that? A defender is a designated player. Um, and, yeah, I don't think they would give it to Julian. I, I think they'd want to... If he's going to go somewhere else, then he could be a DP. But I don't think Atlanta United are going to spend that for him. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, because we can't really turn a profit on Barco for another year, right? Usually it's three years. No, I think it's going to be more than that for Barco. Well, no, I just mean in terms of how much we have to uh, give back to the league offices just due to the fact that we've only had him for a year and some change. Um, and then you're definitely not going to see Joseph Martinez get moved. And at this point, Petey Martinez, I don't, I don't know if he needs uh, – for him to make his surge to get over to Europe, I mean, he needs another probably another year and then showing out. I mean, but he's not getting any younger, right? I mean, he's mid-20s, so – yeah, but I mean, I feel the pressure is on PD. I mean, he's not going to go. He's not going to go anywhere because he hasn't performed yet, uh, and and I fully believe that he will. Uh, and until he's done that, he he's not going to go anywhere. Um, I don't know about Martinez after he made scored that penalty that we've seen a thousand times. Oh, yeah. Against Argentina, you think that people are going to come looking at him now, and especially once Pity uh, fouled him in the box to draw it. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> so you could imagine someone like some random team, like Crystal Palace or something, try to come call or bet. Um, no, I think it was a good thing for him. It was a good highlight reel uh, on a bigger stage that that he's that he's before that he's had. Do you, do you see Norwich City coming in and making them his their big uh, making him their big promotion signing? Their God, talisman. Could you imagine going to Norwich City? Yeah, it sounds terrible. Just talk to Nathan Redman and and and, and the crew. Okay, so <laughs> this weekend later on nine fifteen ish or so, we're going to be chatting with. Um, Wait, with the massive report, and we're going to be talking to them about um, the game against Columbus coming up this weekend. Yeah. Um, Dan, I'm sure you have tons of notes. Oh, Michelle's from Norwich. Hey, Michelle. Wait, I have one more thing before we get into that game. You guys see that the new parlay kits got revealed? 
Whoa, Somebody mentioned nice. glow in the dark, but they look like the aggro crack. They look pretty sweet. They do kind of look like no aggro crack. Aggro crack was more. It was green. more of a greenish, but it was the closest thing I could think of. But it does look uh, pretty sweet. Oh yeah, yeah. Bioluminescent. Somebody said. I forget who that oh, was. That would be that would be like the reverse of what the parley kit's supposed to be. Yeah. So instead of making it out of recycled plastic, we made <laughs> we it just, out of we rare bioluminescent. a bunch of stuff all over it. <laughs> we we went and just took a net along the sands at night <laughs> and just pulled up all the bioluminescence and we made a jersey that'll last five seconds. But yeah, I'm psyched about those. Um. Yeah. Me too. We'll see how many people are able to get their hands on them. Yeah. How many are they going to sell? I don't know. I hope they increase the allocation because last year was obviously kind of a fail. The amount that the uh, Atlanta fans showed up to get. Listerine. That's what it looks like. Listerine? Mm. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think if if I don't get my hands on Atlanta United one, I'll just get one from, I don't know, Philadelphia and just shave off the Philadelphia markings and just draw the Atlanta United stuff on there in Sharpie. There you go. That will look better than a kit that has bimbo on it. Wait, um, no, what's the winter fresh? That's what it looks like. Yeah. 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 Like that kind of the gum that you chew. And then if you get pulled over, you'll, you'll blow on breathalyzer. Uh huh. Because the alcohol content in it. Yeah. You remember like, those urban legends? Like, like, don't eat breath mints before you drive because like, you get pulled over. It's like chewing vapor rub. Yeah. <laughs> Just. <gasps> <laughs> no, see, what I do is I get. You guys remember the nickel nips, those little wax bottles? Nickelback? Yeah. Had the juice I fucking love Nickelback, dude. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Or you just. You just, just gnaw on the wax. Oh, gross. <laughs> Uh, that was my that was like my gum. My mom up. my mom just would go to Yankee Candle and get the cotton candy kind and just like <laughs> just snack on that for the week. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is good. I think this one's still got some flavor in it. it smells like it. <laughs> and then you see the wick come out the next day. <laughs> no, you use that for floss. Check it out. Dan's losing his patience over there. All right, Dan, your time to shine. Your thoughts for Columbus, because you know we didn't prep for it. (laughs) Oh, so Columbus sitting joint top of the Eastern table, along with Cincinnati, can you believe it, and DC United. Um, I'm waiting for Cincinnati, the bottom to fall out of there with all the false hope that these miraculous games have been given them. Um. Yeah, Columbus Crew. So they lost to Philadelphia three nil. Um, they're good at defending set pieces, protecting the lead. Um, and they avoid fouling in dangerous areas. Uh man, I don't. Have they changed anything from from last year? Certainly I'm not, not their sure. attendance. Hey <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Hey, oh, I mean, <laughs> great save the save the crew, but are they really saved when the Browns ownership by you? I'm not. Oh, I'm not. Dude, Browns are making moves. Don't don't sleep on the Browns this year, Dan. Okay. Uh, well, they brought in Jossie Zardes, so then they've got a and they got Odell Beckham last year. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
I'm just not going to bother with any sort of fantasy sports anymore. Uh, but who's throwing in the ball? It's Baker Mayfield, right? Yeah. We'll see. So, I mean, they've been a good defensive team. I mean, you've got Arthur, Mensa, Soro, um, Artur, and Will Trapp in the defensive midfield. Uh, Will Trapp's, of course, a great guy. Every time we've gone to Columbus, I think we've beaten them, and we've beaten them handily. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I am not so confident about this matchup. Same. Um, I'm just ready to get a win. Damn, how long are we going <laughs> to wait for? Yeah. A win that matters um, anyway. I think it's... Well, we're not doing predictions yet, are we? Um, you can. I think it's probably going to be a draw. I'm going to go for a 1-1. Uh, not again. Who scores first? I think Miles is going to keep Zardes in his back pocket. I thought you were going to say, I think Miles scores first. Who's got better hair? Miles Robinson or Jossie Zardes? Miles Robinson. Jossie Zardes is just clamoring for attention. Is Miles Robinson going to... Abubakar's? Yeah. His hair, his, his hair. hair is pretty good. His hair is pretty good. It's, real question, is Miles Robinson going to grow the kid and play? What? Is he going to tighten it up or no? Oh, you're going to do no. the racer? Yeah, because it is oh, getting get, pretty tall. That's a good call. He he needs to do his own thing. Um, Bill Holcomb yeah. agreed. Abubakar. Yeah. No, F- Federico Iguain. He's got your favorite hair. <laughs> 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 Hilarious! You guys got that same hair. You got that. I like what that hair? haircut. What hair? <laughs> Low maintenance. Interestingly, their goal difference is zero. They've scored four and conceded four goals. Zardes has um, three of their goals this year. Is that right? I believe so. No, he has two, and Soro has two. Man, so I know Mourinho line, is available to kid and player two different people. No, Chris. Yeah, Cross. but not not when Miles Robinson's concerned. He's managed to uh, absorb them both. He's yeah. got the the messy look of play and the uh, straightness of kid, right? Yep. Um. All right. So, what are you thinking, Tim? That's all I got. I'm, what I liked to go not to go back too much about the Philly game, but what I did like about the Philly and the Monterey games is that you actually saw that flexibility in changing up lineups before mid and then kind of towards the end of the game. And I think that's probably going to lend itself pretty well to this game. I, I like Dan's call out that Miles Robinson is going to be able to shut down Jossie Zardes, but I also think he could end up being useful in in shutting down any kind of speed that they try and put on the wings. Um, was it awful that comes up on the wings? That's going to be who's usually kind of a pest to deal with. But um, yeah, he is. I think that we're bound to get off the Schneid, right? I mean, there as much as it wasn't really probably looked at as a confidence boost, getting that, uh, getting that draw, rescuing that point against Philly, and then going into an international break. I think that we're going to come back with fresh legs. Um, obviously it sucks if Petey Martinez isn't going to be in the game and George Bello, but this is just Bello an opportunity to shine for Tito. What's that, Dan? Is Bello ruled out? Um, I, it, I haven't heard anything. Usually if, if, if I haven't heard anything, he in played, terms of... he played a match with the twos. So I think he's available. Uh, the question will be with Pity being out. I think we can expect to see both Gressel and Tito start like what we saw against Philly, 
what I think will be the main change that Frank will make in the lineup will be a Barco for pity substitution. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. Barco obviously being the difference maker and getting the lone goal against Philly last week. You know, the Philly game, Atlanta has won the possession battle, I think, every match this this season, aside from maybe that first leg against Herediano. Um, against Philly, we had 72% possession. Um, our passing accuracy is really high. We're still playing the game that Frank is trying to implement with really smart possession and trying not to take risks. But I think he's loosened up the reins a little bit, uh, particularly against Philly. And we saw some success in that. What I think we may see with Barco starting is we maybe build on what was lacking against Philly. And we see a little bit more strength over on the left wing with Barco over there. And I think we see some combination of the possession play, some long balls, and maybe some things start to come together now that some players have some rest. And um, I'm, I'm optimistic. I think Atlanta gets the win in a close one, and I'm just going to say a 1-0 for now. Is there any chance we have that back four? Is there any chance we have that with Franco Escobar maybe being in contention for a start? I don't think it changes unless you're going against some team that has a lot of offensive firepower or if the back three is failing considerably which i don't think it really has it has it gotten exposed at times sure but right now it doesn't seem to be as big as a liability as it did that first game against herediano do you you potentially see franco escobar being moved up to a right wing back and then have say julian gressel moved over to the other side i would think that you would put tito over on the other side before you put gressel over on not at a wing back though i mean I don't know. I don't think I don't, I don't know that he's necessarily a wing back. He might be um a little bit more forward. Um uh, you do the 3-4-3 three, three with him more forward and you do that diamond midfield like what we saw against Philly. Um I don't know. Yeah, it, it it's interesting because Bill says and sit who if Franco starts. It, so I was in LA Beaven just says Parker sits. I was going to say yeah. D- Dan, is there any point in this season that you foresee with our with our tendency now under Frank DeBoer to play a three back, like a true three center backs, do you see a situation where you see Parker sit? I think he could sit uh, with Miles. Yeah. I don't um, think he sits at the first chance that Escobar's healthy, though. No, 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 no I'm not I, saying I, I that, don't. but I see throughout the season, we yeah. see a healthy, still performing Miles Robinson, Franco Escobar stays healthy, and LGP stays out of uh, out of trouble. Do you see an extended stretch where Parkhurst is not starting? I think so. I get, it goes back to – and Dan, I'll let you finish. I know we asked you the question. Personally, I think that we're building towards next season, and I think Miles and Escobar are the future of that defense along with LGP. So, Dan, what do you think? So, if we go in – it's interesting that I think Escobar fits if we do like a four-three-three. So, if I'm doing the four-three-three, I've got LGP – Miles, Parkey, Escobar, and then Rometty, Nagby, Gressel, and then Barco, Joseph, and Tito. I think Rometty has been, um, he's been kind of pushed into a left-sided player, but with a more attacking role. And he's got he's got legit foot skills. Um, he was doing things I was expecting from Pity Mar- and have seen from Pity Martinez. Um, so I really think he could be a guy who could 
flip and flop with with Nagby in the center or kick out onto the left. I mean, he didn't show it against Philly, but and I don't think he is a complete um, uh, winger or attack attacking midfielder at this point. I think he is trying. I think that Frank is going to try and develop that game a little bit because he's trying to get guys to develop in sort of broad circles in the position of the field that they play in rather than one specific, like a total football light. Um, but then if you, if for a 3-4-3, three, three, if we stay with that, you're going to go LGP, Parkhurst, and Miles out on the right-hand side um, to deal with that Rubino guy. Um or Zardes, I guess you could do that. Uh, and then th- my thing is, if you do that, you're going to have Remedi and Nagby and Gressel um, to the, from the center to the right-hand side, and then is Bello trustable now to bring back into the system on the road game against a good Columbus team? Because they are a legit team. Um, and then have Barco, Joseph, and Tito up front. I'm... I I don't want to see Shea. I'm just nervous about the three four three because then it puts your left wing back in a vulnerable position if they cannot perform. I I will say that I feel more confident in rotating in an Escobar into a four back scenario with LGP Parkhurst Miles Robinson than I do in a three back formation with Bello or Shea. I mean on on that left side personally i think yeah. billow has a has a lot of promise i think he'll be there eventually <laughs> but right now just taking those players and where they are i don't think anybody saw miles robinson trending the way he has and we all thought that might be billow this season but you've got to play who's hot right now and miles robinson is arguably the hottest person on the team and in a position that the lineup has changed pretty drastically from last season in the formation yeah, I could see if we play a back three and someone rests another game, I could see it being Parkhurst and have a three back of LGP, Miles, and um, Escobar. Yeah, I, I agree with that. All right, so we got about 10 minutes, guys. We'll have another stream coming up here in just a few minutes with the offside trap. But in closing, um, so Dan, you said 1-1, one, one, right? Yeah, yeah. Tim, what, you, what was your prediction? I didn't give one, but I will say that we shut them out. We just add to their misery of the, the game against Philadelphia and give them a 3-0. We, right. just, we just duplicate what Philadelphia was able to do to them. All right, I'm going to take the 1-0 for the time being, and hopefully we can get a win. It's It's been a long time coming. Uh, anything else in closing for the regular show? It feels good to be back. I'm glad we could all three get together and make this happen. So. Yeah, and I think we uh, got the kink sorted out. I'll just leave this um, set up forever in perpetuity. So shout out to Bill Holcomb in the chat. He's asking, Escobar played as a wingback last season. It worked out great. Um, and I don't dispute that. It's like if you've got a, if you're going to play Escobar and a bright wingback, then 
potentially Gressel's fits or you've got to shift him somewhere else. Oh, damn. Andy Watkins. Uh, yeah. If you guys do have any other comments on the game or predictions, I don't think we got any voicemails this past week. Uh, 678-827-3297 is the phone line. It, we keep it open 24-7. I so. checked a couple different phone services. Nothing exists with a local area code and home get or, home or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Just call uh, 678 eight two seven three two nine seven leave us a voicemail give us your thoughts on the columbus game on the show or whatever you heard or want to hear on future episodes uh go to itunes leave us a rating or a review to hear it read aloud on the show you can find us all on twitter i think at this point it's pretty much just collectively am i wrong at what was the last time you tweeted from your uh have you out of spite have you abstained from tweeting from your personal account since that spat that you had with Kyle. No, I I do every now and then. I just, I enjoy tweeting from the show account more. Yeah. (laughs) Because you get more of a reaction. That's why. (laughs) Because you have twice the followers. (laughs) I get get reactions from my personal account. It's just... Yeah, but they're not as outrageous. Yeah, exactly. They're not as outrageous. They're not as entertaining uh... from my personal account as they are from the show account. I love that. And nobody nobody really noticed me getting back into the fold of tweeting because they just think it's you. And I just say absurd things. It's been really great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, likewise. So uh, you can follow us all collectively at Home Before Dark. That's before spelled B in the number four. Check out gethomebeforedark.com. Uh, for all of your Home Before Dark needs, I know we'll have some stuff up in the shop soon. We did skip over the uh, fan- the MLS fantasy rankings, but you can still do that at uh, Get Home Before Dark forward slash fantasy. I know that title sounds more intriguing than what it actually is, but if you uh, have any Home Before Dark fantasies that you'd like to share with us, the phone lines are open at Get- 678-827-3297 after dark get home after dark forward slash <laughs> fantasy. fantasy so would a home before dark fantasy be some afternoon delight oh that's a good call yeah it is before dark it is it is uh thank you guys so much for tuning in i know it was a little short we got we got running a little bit late here but uh we'll be back to our regular scheduled program we'll be back next week and until then as always be home before dark oh we're gonna beat the shit out of them Love seven days we crawl up to the ground Love seven sins we wear just like a crown